Today's show is brought to you by Lightning Pod. If you have a podcast, you know that it's a lot of work. But Lightning Pod can help. We've been working with their founder, Eric Johnson, for more than a year now, and he's really helped us take the Smart Home Show to the next level. So if you're starting a new podcast or you want to make your existing podcast better, you should get in touch with Eric. Learn more at lightningpod.fm. Irish by Lowe's 2.0 is out, folks, and we talk to Mick Coster of Lowe's on today's podcast. Hey everyone, this is Mike Wolf. Welcome to the Smart Home Show. On today's podcast, we have Mick Coster, who is the GM and general manager of Lowe's Iris. And today they announced a new Iris platform, Iris 2.0 effectively. That includes basically everything new. They started from scratch, from the bottom up. They have a new hub, which we've known has been coming for some time. We've written about it before. I actually had an interview with Kevin Meager, the former GM of Lowe's, uh, about a year ago. And he indicated the Bluetooth was coming. So this is something that's been on the kind of on the horizon for some time. The hub also has Wi-Fi. Zigbee, Z-Wave, as well as AllJoin built in. It's built by Centralite. We've, we've had some early kind of indicators that Centralite was involved somehow. And as it turns out, they are basically the company helping to kind of design and manufacture the hub, which is $59.99, which is cheaper than the current Lowe's hub, which is about, 90, I think, $99.99. So they're effectively going cheaper and better. And they're also offering, and this is no surprise because this has actually been out there for a while, to replace your existing Lowe's Iris hub with the new one. And part of the reason for that is they are moving to an entirely new platform. As we talked about and written about before, the old Iris Hub was built around AlertMe's technology, a company that was acquired by British Gas. It's no secret that uh, Lowe's has not been super happy with that, so they're migrating effectively everyone off of that. And it's going to make a, a big difference, quite honestly, over time. If you're with the old Lowe's Iris Hub, you will not be able to use the, some of the new devices coming online within the Iris family. So you probably want to migrate, especially because it's free. At this point, there are 75 or so different Iris-compatible devices. I asked Mick about uh, the specifics of that in terms of, you know, if you were wanting to use a Z-Wave device that isn't with the Iris family. And he said technically they should work, but over time, more and more devices will be approved as working with Iris. Also in the announcement, which we didn't talk about, which I think is kind of interesting, it wasn't mentioned in our pre-briefing. The new Iris Cloud is built on top of Microsoft Azure, uh, their IoT cloud. And they made a big deal about this in the press release. It's like kind of like one of the major themes they're pushing. Mick didn't even mention this, so I don't know if it was supposed to be kept secret until this day. Uh, we actually had a briefing last week. It also makes me wonder how involved Microsoft will be with Lowe's going forward. This could be the start of a kind of a broader push for Microsoft in consumer-facing smart home technology. Obviously, they're, they're kind of the cloud behind it. Um, they're kind of at the infrastructure as a service level. The Lowe's Iris Cloud, that's a software as a service. So, But it will be interesting to watch you know, how kind of evolved this partnership goes and how evolved this partnership becomes over time. I also asked Mick about you know, the fact that they've been rolling this out slowly, and you'll hear his response. But you know, if you, you can go and find the irisbylowes.com website, which has actually been out there for a few weeks. I've talked about it on the podcast before with Richard Gunther. So this has been something that's slowly but surely seeping out. And we finally hear uh, from Lowe's themselves. And you can hear Mick talk about it and what their plans are. And so I hope you enjoy this podcast. I owe you guys a news podcast, an update. We'll do that this week. But I wanted to get this out because the news was out today that Iris 2.0 has effectively been launched. So enjoy this podcast. If you want to listen to more Smart Home Shows, you know where to go. Go to technology.fm. 
I also wanted to mention that I will be down in San Francisco on Thursday at the Target Open House, their their concept store for Smart Home. We're going to be doing a live Smart Home show there. Live, if you're in the building, we will be recording those, hopefully, and putting them out via the RSS feed. You will not be able to listen to that in real live form on the Internet because we actually do not have a live stream provider. But we will hopefully get that out to you. We'll have interviews with, with Pico Brew, with Sonos, with August, with Belkin, and more. So hopefully, like I said, we'll, we'll get those to you within the next few weeks. I'll be joined by Stacey Higginbotham of Internet of Things Podcast fame and my former coworker at Gigome. So if you're in the San Francisco area and you want to go to that, just email the Smart Home Show at gmail.com, and uh, I can provide you and hook you up with a link. All right, folks, that's it. Here's my conversation with Mick Coster of Lowe's. So let's get into it. You guys uh, have re-architected pretty much everything from the ground up. Um, and I think one of the major differences is you've brought everything in-house. I think you know it's well-known within the industry. You guys worked with Ord Me last time, but um, that's no more. You guys basically developed an entirely new hub, uh, cloud, uh, app, and uh, on-device software internally. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I think it's a testament to um, you know to to Lowe's as a company and our executives and the commitment we're making um, to the smart home space. And as we thought about the next generation of iris, you know there was a handful of things we were hoping to achieve, and one was um, the ability to kind of control our own destiny and development path, and and also just focusing on the speed with which we could um, you know release release product and feature and function updates. So um, the decision was made um, uh, you know some time ago to start to um, to build and develop our own solution, and that's what we've been busy behind the scenes doing uh, now over uh, the majority of uh, 2015 is uh, bringing us up down to the state to be able to launch the next generation. So it's very exciting. Um, we obviously still have uh, the uh, the first generation platform out there and continue to support that. Um, you know, for our existing customers, but we're also trying to encourage them and, and um, offer uh, you know what we think is a great incentive to to move them onto the new platform because of all the new features and functions with that by providing them with a free next generation hub. So there's no cost. So it's just a you know a commitment we're making to our customers to get them to want to move onto the new platform and experience all the new things as well as you know as we add new devices on, they're going to you know work on the new platform moving forward. Let's talk a little bit about the platform itself, um, and let's start with the hub. Uh, one of the, the mm-hmm. things that I'd written about a while ago, because I think it was, uh, I think Kevin had mentioned it a long time ago, that you guys have added Bluetooth, um, and you, you've added extra memory, you added extra speed. It's just a more powerful device at half the, almost half the price. I think you guys are offering it at fifty nine ninety nine, free to existing users. Correct. So let's talk about the hub, yep. what you guys uh, added to it, and how, how it's different. Yeah, so we still obviously support um, Zigbee Z-Wave, you know, Wi-Fi, um, uh, and, you know, it's our focus on open standards and trying to continue um, to provide our manufacturers with a multitude of, of options of how they want to connect um, to our solution. And, yeah, we did add uh, Bluetooth uh, into the system as well. Um, and that's more, I think, of, a, of kind of a future-proof element associated with the hub. You know, right now we're focusing on kind of keeping an eye on uh, what happens with Bluetooth Mesh, and we wanted to make sure um, that we would be able to very quickly and easily, um, you know, drive forward with the right use cases associated with that. We also have added uh, in the first generation we had one USB expansion port. We've we've increased that to two, so we can kind of keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening in terms of um, you know evolving standards, and if we need to. Um, uh, we can easily then expand it to be able to support uh, any new standard uh, that really starts to take hold. 
So those USB expansion ports could conceivably used be used to add new radio interfaces. Correct. Yes, that's the uh, that's the, one of the opportunities we could start to use this for. It also is how we support um, a cellular connection today. Um, so um, you know we want to continue to support that for our customers that want to use Iris right in a uh, vacation home or in an RV or in a boat. We have customers that do do, do all of those things. So we want to continue to be able to actually support um, that opportunity as well with uh, with a cellular connectivity. And. I think you may have mentioned it, but it should be noted that the new hub obviously will work with the install base of existing Lowe's Iris uh, sensors and products out there. Talk a little bit about that that universe. How big is the number of uh, interoperable devices in the Lowe's Iris universe at this, at this point? Yeah, so through through the through the next generation, um, you know, uh, development, we've we've now been able to increase the. Um, uh, the device count up towards north of 70, 75 devices. Um, we'll continue to focus in on growing that as we go forward. So for us, you know, breath has always been a, uh, a key focus. You know, what gets us excited as home improvement, uh, as a home improvement company is, is really getting into kind of like the, um, you know, the guts of the house, the mechanicals, right? Those types of systems where, you know, we've recently, um, announced, uh, a water softener, right? We now have, uh, we've, we've had a water heater. Um, you know, we'll be looking at other types of products like sub pumps and different types of devices that really help our customers, um, better, uh, provide, you know, or we can better help them better provide a more repair and maintenance type focus, uh, solution because we can now get them the data out of those different devices to help them, you know, solve problems. And, and help better maintain their homes. And that's one of the key focuses of Iris, right, is for us to be able to help customers, you know, better manage, monitor, and, and maintain their homes. And, and by getting into those that broader set of devices as we move forward, um, it's pretty exciting. Can you maybe characterize and add a little uh, kind of color to what that, you know, universe of 75 or so interoperable devices? Is it, are those, a lot of those, Lowe's branded, how many of those are maybe through partners, like with the, the primary brand being a third party that you use stock on your shelves? Can you kind of break that down a little bit? Yeah, sure. There's just a handful of actual devices, Mike, that are Iris branded. Got and it. Our, our intent to not, is not to build a um, an Iris brand Juniper sure. with Iris as the product brand. Um, what we've created is a, a work, what we created back even when we launched was a works with Iris brand yep. um, that was really intended to communicate to the consumer um, that this device will just work. And what we really want as a, when we think of ourselves as a retailer um, with Lowe's is to say a customer walks in our door and already knows and trusts brands in specific categories, right? They know Schlage, they know Quickset. Um, what we want to be able to do is let a user make that choice, um, whether it be brand, uh, whether it be feature, finish, style, price, and our hope is that connectivity just kind of comes along for the ride, right? It's not a differentiator um, uh, going forward. So in, in, for example, like in irrigation controllers, connectivity is probably still a little unique, um, right? And that may differentiate one brand from another. But as more and more of these different manufacturers move into that space, then the connectivity option just becomes another one of that continuum of, uh, of product opportunities um, and that they can just make that direct decision then based upon, hey, it works with Iris. In, in a low store, and that just makes it easy. I know it works on my system. What do you say to folks who are maybe invested in a Z-Wave world or, or want to maybe make Iris the hub for kind of a, like a Z-Wave-centric smart home, but there's you know Z-Wave products that aren't, at least today, part of the, the Lowe's by Iris or Iris by Lowe's program? Um, 
you know, you have this kind of number that you put out there, but do you work with a, a broader number of devices that would be Z-Wave, uh, that would be Z-Wave or Zigbee? Um, that's the intent, right? So, you know, we've support uh, Zigbee and Z-Wave. We're, we're partners with them. We've announced in the last few months of, uh, you know, joining uh, those those associations more explicitly. And so our intent is to continue, and that's the benefit of the new platform, <coughs> excuse me, um, is that we're able to add those devices more quickly. Um, what we call basically building a device driver, the ability for us to be able to talk from that device to our platform is now much more simplified, and we're able to do that in, in, a, in a quick way. And going forward, we'll actually be able to do that in a way where the manufacturer will be able to build that driver for themselves on our platform. So it won't even, you know, be able to do it more quickly, and they'll be, you know, hopefully we believe incentivized to go do that to kind of to get access to our user base, so that we can then, as we think about it from a retail perspective, make a sourcing decision if we want to bring them on list.com or bring them into the store, right, and help to try to, you know, propagate those devices out to our consumers. One of the reasons you probably are trying to migrate and and folks from Gen One to Gen Two with the hub. And offering a free uh, Generation 2 hub is, you know, it sounds like it's going to be simpler to add for a Z-Wave device makers. It's going to be simpler to add and get uh, on board with Iris. And we're going to start yep. to see a separation between there's going to be devices working with Gen 2 hub, but that won't work with the Gen 1 hub. So that's going to be left behind a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, and that's the communications we're having with our customers as we go forward, right? Is the, you know, the new development, the new focus is going to be on our next generation platform. And if they want to operate the first generation, they're more than happy to. But to be quite honest with you, Mike, the, the demand and, and the hand, what we call hand raising from our customers to say, yes, please, you know, I'm interested. I want to move over. It, it was, was kind of exceeded our expectations. So, and more quickly. So we're trying to ramp up production to try to start shipping out hubs and we're actually going to start next week finally um, out to our um, uh, first generation customers to start to get them moved over because um, we also have to you know we have to get the store stocked and we have to get everything moving and now we're finally going to be out there um, shipping hubs out to our first generation customers so yeah we're trying to encourage them because that's where our focus is as we go forward with new device categories um, because of the speed with which we can now get them on board and, and you know to loop back to it though my my, my my goal is for us to get most of those, if not all, through our Works with Iris program, such that you know we can give that um, that that customer seal, you know, that that seal of approval that says we're going to stand behind it and support it. Can you at all give any sort of update or uh, numbers around? Where Lowe's is today in terms of like number of customers, are you guys giving any sort of data around that? No, we don't typically. Uh, yeah, we don't release uh, uh, specifics around sales. Um, uh, uh, you know, we get in a lot of trouble if I actually started yeah. to do that. Um, particularly as we got an earnings call, I think right around the same time. Um, so we don't talk specifically about that. Um, what we do talk about is that obviously for us, we're, we're nationwide with our sales. Um, we we have a dedicated support team. Um, we're growing the platform. We've made big investments to get to this point, and we'll continue to make investments to to build out the platform. Um, the, the the things we do start to sh- share though are the engagement level of our customers, right? And it's it's really exciting to see, right? We have, um, you know, when we first started. Uh, we had Iris customers that had about four to five devices in, in their home, um, and we've now seen that rise uh, over to almost almost nine this year, um, and that's increased um, significantly even just from last year. Is that an and average average per home? 
Yeah, it's an average. So, and we have we have you know uh, super users with you know uh, fifty to eighty. I think the largest one is uh, close to a hundred, if not just over a hundred. But um, but that's what I mean. Which it's great to see is that customers are are you know going on journeys and and starting out in one space and then moving into others or continuing to see the value and adding more and more of these different devices. Talk about the the specifics of the rollout. I mean, how many stores will consumers be able to buy the new? Iris in and what kind of what exact date, and then you know talk a little bit about uh, how you guys have actually had your new website up and why you decided to kind of do a little bit of pre. I don't know you, you spent a quiet, we almost call it like a soft kind of very quiet launch because um, you guys have yeah, had that website yeah. up. So talk about what what you what the thinking was there. Yeah, it's, it, that's that's been intentional. So um, so the benefit and uh, um, um, uh, the pro and the con of being a, a retailer in the home improvement space is around. Right, we there's there's a whole bunch of things that have to happen to have a, a store reset, um, and uh, a lots of things that have to come together from store signage, from you know inventory in the distribution centers to consolidating that inventory to making sure it gets out to stores to coordinating with changing all those things out. So we you know we've kind of got we we got locked in on dates associated with those um, and making sure the platform you know was up and available on the transition and all those pieces have to come together. Um, so it's definitely a um, it's a series of things that have to have happen. And, and as we looked at, you know, what the opportunities were, you know, to get our new website out, we wanted to get that out first. And we obviously launched it with, you know, just strictly our uh, first generation product and then had the plan to be able to, to shift it over to the next generation to get customers a little more comfortable with the new positioning we have. We have a new marketing campaign around Iris Can. Um, which is kind of open-ended to say Iris can do this, Iris can do that, well, all the different types of executions. So we've started to roll that out. That was part of that um, microsite. Um, and so there's all these pieces and you know, pieces to the puzzle that have to come together. So you know it's now available um, you know across uh, the nation and all uh, 1,500 stores we're in, um, and it, it, it's a customer can walk in at the time of this podcast to any store and be able to get it. They can obviously get it online, um, and those products are out there. And as I said, we're now ramping up production to try to meet the demand um, across the board. So you know it's a great problem to have at this point. Looking forward um, from us, uh, just a kind of a perspective of how Lowe's uh, Iris will evolve over the next year. You know, what is the the vision? Are you guys gonna? Is it largely going to be sold only through Lowe's? Could you maybe see working with like, you know, service providers? Just trying to think. You know, Blue Sky. Have you guys thought about you know potential ways to kind of expand Iris beyond even your own footprint? Yeah, sure. I think when we think about um, you know where where we want Iris to go as a solution. I go back to um, the core elements of home improvement and helping customers love where they live. And that's what our, as I, I, not to beat a drum with respect to it, but you know, that's what our purpose is and that's where we're most focused. Um, as opportunities come up in terms of can we sell Iris through other channels? We'll obviously look at those and see how that is. The, the, the Lowe's corporate strategy is around an allied business model, which um, Iris is set up as one of those allied businesses. And such, we are a little bit separate from what most people uh, would think of as Lowe's, which we call our U.S. home improvement uh, business, and that's our primary business unit. Um, so my team and I are um, integrated with that team, and we share services and share resources across the board. But yet we're still a little bit standoff and stand or standalone, excuse me, when it, when it comes to kind 
kind of how we uh, are measured and manage the performance of the business unit itself. So we have some flexibility to, if the right opportunity were to come to sell through um, other providers or other channels, that we can go do that. It's not just through uh, U.S. home improvement stores. So, um, you know, an example uh, could be, you know, Lowe's also owns the Orchard Supply Chain, um, um, or excuse me, the Orchard Supply stores as well on the West Coast. So there's other retail outlets there that are even within the Lowe's family um, that we could uh, start to expand into as, as we go forward. As we think about um, where the opportunities are, as I go back to that repair and maintenance kind of uh, experience and um, uh, core occasion really fits well with us. There's also other things where we see opportunities for what we would call over-the-top services. Um, so, you know, basically the series of devices and data that's uh, that's integrated throughout our um, ecosystem, um, you know, different companies and other brands could start to layer on top of uh, could layer on top of uh, the solution we have with incremental service offerings. Um, so that could be, um, you know, um, uh, concepts like professional monitoring on top of our security service, um, to healthcare uh, services on top of knowing what's happening within the home and kind of layer, you know, taking our our care service to another level. Um, and in those spaces, we primarily look for um, third-party brands and partners that customers would know and trust to be able to deliver those services as well. Um, so, you know, our, our hub, our system, our, our devices would be able to enable those, um, but other companies can start to deliver uh, services over the top. Hey, well, Mick Koster, I want to thank you for taking time. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Well, that's it. I hope you're all up to date on the new Iris by Lowe's product family. If you're already invested in Iris, if they're the foundation of your smart home, the good news is you can move on and move to the next generation without actually expending any new money. And I'd suggest you do that. Like we mentioned on the podcast, the website for Iris has been alive for some time. It's actually a new website, a destination website outside of the Lowe's website. You can just go to irisbylowe's.com and figure out how to upgrade from there. But if you want to keep up to date on all smart home stuff, you know where to go. Go to technology.fm, subscribe to the podcast. You can also find my writing at smarthomeweekly.net, where we write about all the different smart home news. That's it for now, folks. Thanks for listening. My name is Mike Wolf. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>